Good morning. Welcome to Glenboig Church for the Glenboig and Gatkosh Parish Church's service for Sunday the 11th of October. I'm Dave Slater. We are online only this week. As ever, you can download the order of service for the hymn words from the links given in the descriptions on Facebook and Podbean. If you're listening back later on our telephone service, perhaps a neighbour or friend can get a copy of that order for you. And our notices are listed at the end of that order, and I'll highlight some of these in a moment. The psalmist writes, Praise the Lord. Give thanks to the Lord, for he is good. His love endures forever. Who can proclaim the mighty acts of the Lord or fully declare his praise? Blessed are they who maintain justice, who constantly do what is right. Let's continue to worship God as we read or sing our first hymn, May the Mind of Christ My Saviour. with us. 
Fill our minds with your love and power. Dwell richly in us. Rule our lives. Fill ourselves with your presence. Help us not to put anything in our lives before you, consciously or otherwise. Whether, as with the Israelites in the time of Moses, a golden calf or an Asherah pole, whether, more likely in these days, a job, an aim, a celebrity obsession, another organisation or activity, things that might not be wrong in themselves but become so when we elevate them above our pursuit of you. Save us from the worship of idols and remind us of what you have done. You have saved us. You have loved us. You have created us in our inmost being. You have called us by name. Give us that love, that gratitude, and refocus our worship in you. Forgive us our mistakes and errors, our distraction and turns to other things. Give us a secure knowledge of your forgiveness and mercy. Turn our thoughts and hearts outwards so that we respond to your love by sharing it in word and deed with others. For we pray these things in Jesus' name, who taught his disciples a pattern of prayer, saying, Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come. Thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our debts as we forgive our debtors and lead us not into temptation but deliver us from evil for thine is the kingdom and power the glory forever amen at this point in the service i'd like us to watch a video we're only watching part of it just now the story that jesus told about the two builders. For those who were at Garkosh last week or saw it online, this is episode two of Bricks Books. Yeah, I need two dozen. No, I didn't say you were dozing. I said I need two dozen. Oh, hello. Sorry about that. Some people just never listen. First, let me introduce myself. I am Charles T. Block. But hey, everyone calls me Charlie. I guess you're here for the Bricks Books Show. Quite right too. It's a good story this time. All about my favourite subject, buildings. So without further ado, here is the Bricks Books retelling of the two builders. Once there were two brothers, called Jim and John. To say they were different is an understatement. They always seemed to do the exact opposite thing to the other. Sometimes that was fine, but at other times it didn't work out that well. One of those times was when they both decided to build new houses. 
Jim said to John that he was going to build a house on a rock with deep and strong foundations. He even showed John his plans and told him that by his calculations it would take him months to build it. Not that this concerned Jim because he was going to do it properly and knew that it was going to be his home for the rest of his life. However, when John looked at the plans, he laughed. He showed Jim his plans and told him that he was going to build it on the beach. Now John loved being on the beach and had his own boat and surfboard, which he really enjoyed. He said that if he lived on the beach, he'd be able to get to his boat very quickly. John also said that he had bought the house as a flat pack and that it would be up in a day because he wasn't going to bother about deep foundation. In the months that followed, John's house arrived and went up in a day and John moved in a few days later. However, Jim's house took months to build as he dug into the rock, laid the foundation and then built the house on top. So while Jim slaved away on site, John relaxed on the beach and enjoyed every minute of the summer. Eventually, Jim's house was ready and he moved in. However, by then the summer was over and autumn was well on its way. Both brothers were happy and life seemed to be going according to plan. That was until one eventful night when everything changed. The wind began to blow. The rain began to fall. The wind began to get stronger. The rain began to get heavier. Then the floodwaters began to rise. On and on it went. It was indeed a very bad storm. All through the storm though, Jim was very comfortable in his house and in fact he could hardly hear the storm. However, it was very different in John's house. He could hear the wind. He could hear the rain. And the walls began to shake and the roof began to leak. John was very frightened and he really thought that his house was going to fall down any minute. And so he got out. And as he did so, he looked back. Just then, a gust of wind caused the house to collapse. Not one wall was left standing. John was heartbroken. His house was completely destroyed. An hour later, it was a very wet John who knocked on the door of Jim's house and was let in to warm up. In the days that followed, John began to make plans in order to build a new house. However, this time, John chose to build in a plot next to Jim and appointed Jim in charge so that his house was built properly this time. In news, just to remind you that we hope to work towards an in-person service here in Glenboig in two Sundays' time, the 25th of October, either on the day or if I'm pre-recording. I do this part and then I look up on Facebook and it turns out somebody else is celebrating. So happy birthday or happy anniversary and if you want I can give you a belated shout out next time. But please continue to remember those who mourn while we rejoice.
We like to celebrate birthdays, but it can be hard when a, a loved one's birthday comes around and they're not there to celebrate. And I believe that's happening with one of our recent um, funerals this week. So remember the Cleasy family in your thoughts and prayers and all those who mourn. Those also who are ill or in hospital, but otherwise having challenges with their health. We now switch back to watch the rest of the Bricks Books video. Jim was definitely far more sensible than John. Imagine building on the sand. He was just asking for trouble. John seemed to be one of those people who just didn't want to listen. You know the folk, you try to tell them something and they think they know best. You try to help, but in the end, you just have to let them learn the hard way. The story we have just heard is based on a story that Jesus told. Now that was one sensible man. I mean, he tried to help people, told everyone to listen to God and to show love to those around them. However, some people got it, and through them the world was changed. But you know others didn't. They just didn't want to listen. They heard the words, but they just ignored them. They did what they wanted to. They were not up for listening, and so they learned the hard way. Sad, really. Jesus did all he could, but some people just didn't want to listen. However, those who did listen, found in God, a love that endures even the storms of life. Despite all that happened, they knew that they were always safe, just like the house that was built on the rock. You know there is a song about this story, which is great fun too, which my puppet friends are going to help us with. that good? Anyway, I better get back to work. I hope to see you again soon. And remember, keep listening. It really makes a difference. Take care and God bless. Bye. through Philippians, which has come up on our lectionary readings. We're into chapter 4, 
reading from verse 1. I'm reading in the New International Version, or the, the variation on that called NIV UK. Therefore, my brothers and sisters, you whom I love and long for, my joy and crown, stand firm in the Lord in this way, dear friends. I plead with Euodia, and I plead with Syntyche to be of the same mind in the Lord. Yes, and I ask you, my true companion, help these women, since they have contended at my side in the cause of the gospel, along with Clement and the rest of my co-workers, whose names are in the book of life. Rejoice in the Lord always. I will say it again, rejoice. Let your gentleness be evident to all. The Lord is near. Do not be anxious about anything, but in every situation, by prayer and petition, with thanksgiving, present your requests to God. And the peace of God, which transcends all understanding, will guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus. Finally, brothers and sisters, whatever is true, whatever is noble, whatever is right, whatever is pure, whatever is lovely, whatever is admirable, if anything is excellent or praiseworthy, think about such things. Whatever you have learned or received or heard from me or seen in me, put it into practice and the God of peace will be with you. Amen. May God add his blessing to the reading of his word. I want to think about a truism that you may have heard people say. I'm not sure where it came from originally. It's certainly not my own. If you keep doing what you've always done, you'll keep getting what you've always got. If you keep doing what you've always done, you'll keep getting what you've always got. And if you haven't heard that one before, you've probably heard something along similar lines. Maybe the definition of insanity is doing the same thing and expecting different results. Or that very succinct computer programming expression, GIGO, G-I-G-O, garbage in, garbage out. All of these recognise that basic idea that outputs, outcomes, results depend on the inputs, initial actions, the starting situation. So if you want to change the effect, you need to change the cause or causes. So perhaps my first question to myself and to you about your life, your faith, your situation is, are you happy with it? Are you satisfied? Are you keeping on getting what you've always got? Are you, dare I suggest, having garbage out? Some people would reject that idea, of course. Others would say, well, actually, no, I'm not happy with what things are at. Hopefully many of us are in that happy, that comfortable situation. It might be regarding your job or your role, your income, which, of course, doesn't have to be huge, but it has to be sufficient for our needs. It might be regarding your family situation. There might just be some element of life that you are dissatisfied with. Are you keeping on getting what you've always got? Or are you happy with it? Because if everything else is fine, your basic needs, your food, your shelter, and so on, it can be easy to think in normal times, I'm going to church each week. I'm doing what I can to support the work. I'm fine. But I challenge you, I challenge myself to ask, are you happy? And more than happy, are you satisfied with your faith and where you're at? Are you pressing on to run the race and achieve the goal? For me, as what some might see as a professional Christian, though I don't like to think of myself that way, but my job involves my faith and vice versa, I have to confess that often I'm not happy with myself, my own faith life. Yet here in Philippians 4 is a great set of instructions. It follows on from the end of chapter 3, which we didn't really get to last week. 
that idea of pressing on toward the goal, taking that view of following an example, living according to the pattern that was given, eagerly awaiting the Saviour. That's how, Paul says, you should stand firm in the Lord. But he also then talks about a particular pair of people, a particular situation. We're not clear exactly what has happened, but there's reading between the lines, presumably been some kind of conflict between Euodia and Syntyche. But the principle is there. Find ways to work with others, to agree in the Lord, even if you have disagreements, different approaches, character clashes. Rejoice in the Lord and pray in every situation, not just when things are tricky. Be gentle, not be anxious. With thanksgiving, present your request to God. Too often, perhaps, we go straight to the shopping list. But what are we thankful for before what are we asking for? We pray in every situation, not just when things are tricky. There's an outcome, a promise that the peace of God that transcends all understanding will guard your hearts and minds. And finally, Paul really recommends focusing on the positive, and this is what prompted my thoughts earlier on. The good, the noble, the lovely, the excellent. Think about these things, he says, and the God of peace will be with you. This is where I think the reflecting on our, our inputs is important. If that's what you put in, you feed into your own self. Think about the good, the noble, the true, the righteous. Because if we don't, if we take the negative, if we listen to snide comments from others, if we hear and perhaps repeat gossip, if we always express the negative views, yes, there's a place for being realistic, but there's a place too for being encouraging and positive. For some people, perhaps there are more challenging issues in their lives, though those are challenging too. Addiction to watching things that can influence your views, perhaps of women or of violence, in a negative way. But if you change that around, if you focus on the good, if you give different input, you will receive, perhaps, different output. In fact, Paul promises the God of peace will be with you. Let's reflect on that. Let's review our desires. Where do we want to be in our faith? Do we want to be people who are just moseying along? Or do we want to be people who are pressing on towards the goal? And do we need to change our inputs, our thoughts, what we're listening to, who we're focusing on. Because if we do, I believe we'll see our outcomes develop in our faith, in our peace, in our understanding, in our protection from God. In the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Let's move into our prayer of intercession. Let's pray. Lord God, thank you. Thank you for the truth for the noble that we see around us, the things that are right, the pureness of creation, the lovely flowers and changes of colour at this time of year, the harvest of food that's grown, that's caught at sea, all of the benefits that we have. Thank you for the admirable, where we see people around us achieving good things. Help us to recognise the excellent, the praiseworthy, and to give you the glory for it. Lord, along with our thanksgiving, we bring you our desires, our hopes, our prayers. We pray for the work of Footbridge Food Bank and others like it around the country. We do weep that such work is necessary, but we're thankful for those who are willing to donate and to volunteer to help those who get into challenging places. 
We give you thanks for the work of Lodging House Mission. Pray that people will respond to looking up the link or finding a way to send in a donation to East Campbell Street. We pray on for their building works as they seek to maintain and improve their facility. God, we pray for the church at large and our churches in Glenboyg and in Garkosh. Some working their way back to meeting together. Others not yet able to do that. Still others taking a response that's suitable for their own context that says we did start back but we're thinking of stopping again at the moment. That's not our plan here, Lord, but help us to be wise and sensitive to what's going on around us. We pray that the church will be able not simply to be focused inwardly on how to get back to some sort of normality and to survive, but how to thrive and how to be a blessing to the communities in which we're placed. God, we pray for the world, a world that has challenges. We pray for the process of the U.S. election, whatever we may think of it. We ask that there will be peace, and even in the robust exchange of ideas, there will not be any problems or issues with riots that have perhaps blighted some of the past in recent times. Oh God, we pray for other parts of the world where there are challenges. I didn't manage to find out too much about it, but there's a challenge over in uh, parts of Armenia, I think, where there's issues. There might be parts of Africa. I forget which country it was now, but I read something about a, a disputed election in one of the African nations. Oh God, you know that there are more issues around the world than, than we can take in or retain in our headlines. We pray for peace. We pray for people working together. We pray on for our own government negotiating with the European Union. We pray for our devolved governments as well all the plans that they're making to try and reduce the spread of the virus. Oh God, we pray for others, those who are weeping and mourning, those who have challenges to do with their jobs, those who are struggling with their health, maybe ill or infirm, in or out of hospital or other places of care. We thank you for the gift of doctors, nurses and many other health professionals who provide that care that's so desperately needed. On for those like Irene, Robert, Jean, Liz. We're thankful for recovery for Bill, for David, for Betty. Oh God, you know the people who come to our own minds that we're concerned about. We pray them now. Oh God, we pray for ourselves. Whether we're doing just fine or whether we have our own problems and issues to deal with, you'll help us review our situation to question our inputs and perhaps to change what we listen to, what we tune into, what our soundtrack might be. That we'll turn away from those negatives, focus on the good, the pure, the lovely, the admirable. Oh God, hear and answer all our prayers and concerns. Give us courage to be part of the answers. And give us your grace and peace. Amen. We're now going to sing a further hymn. And because we're marking this period of harvest rather than a particular service, I thought it would be good to get one of the classic harvest hymns in. So we're going to sing that just now. We plough the fields and scatter. Ah. Uh. 
Thanks to Reverend Stephen Ogston of Inch and Loose Valley Churches for the Bricks Books show. Thanks to you for tuning in. Now, may the peace of God, which transcends all understanding, guard our hearts and our thoughts in Christ Jesus. And may the blessing of God Almighty, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, be with you and all whom you love and all whom you're called to love, now and always. Amen. Go now in peace.
watching.